usually when we hear about the OSI model, we think about network engineers and we say, eh, I don't want to learn this thing. What is this OSI model? It's all conceptual stuff, open system intercommunication model. Sounds like a made up name. So I'm not going to learn it. Front end engineers, back end engineer. Most people don't really care about that stuff. And unfortunately, I learned the hard way that this is one of the most important things that every engineer should really understand and learn. Doesn't matter if you're running Wireshark and sniffing into, into your packets or you're executing Git requests from your Axios library, right? I think every engineer should learn this because it, it will give you more understanding of what really happens under the hood of your beautiful packet that you send, beautiful REST request or POST request in HTTP, or you new connect to a database. What really happens? And once you understand that layers, these seven layers, you don't really have to understand the seven of them. Just understand the conceptual abstraction of these layers. It helps you build fundamentals and first principles that can that you can use to get better understanding of literally anything on top of that model that include any protocol you'll start thinking with regards to this protocol to the to this model and you will you will essentially have better understanding and you will talk through things way better you will not be hidden behind abstractions that you don't understand so in this in this in this video show i want i want to kind of go through the osi model and kind of illustrate these seven layers as fast as possible so keep the episode short and sweet how about we jump into it Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, welcome to the Back in Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. By the way, guys, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I actually have an audio version of these that is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, pretty much all the 
popular audio you can you can literally download that and any podcast player plays my show so go find it it's called the back in engineering show with hussein nasser i think if you search you should look it if you can't find it go to hussein slash podcast and you'll find links to all possible artists feeds to get you to the show well that's it i want to talk about the osi model Hussein, why are you talking about something that has been invented like 30, 300 years ago, right? We're in the we're in the age where we talk about fancy stuff and modern tech. We're all about modern. Why are you talking about ancient stuff? This ancient stuff is old and boring. You know my opinion about modern tech, quote-unquote modern tech. Uh, these are built on top of these things that we call ancient unfortunately and we don't understand the ancient stuff despite everything is built on top of it unfortunately so that's what i want to talk about here so let's start with how the networking aspect was even possible how is it that i was able to transmit information across different machines how how did i start doing that it began with the invention of someone so smart decided so if i can somehow sneak in one or zero as bit this this binary representation which is what computers understand into physical mediums what the hell does does that mean into physical mediums I'm talking electrical. We started with electrical. So if you, if I can sneak in the one or zero into electrical current or voltage, I would have been succeeded, right? And they managed to do that. They they created this concept. So okay, if it, I'm making things up here, obviously, but if like if if a, if, a, if the voltage is five plus five that means this is a positive this is one this is a bit one if it's a negative five that means a zero again i'm making numbers up but you get the idea so they made up this idea of okay they managed to sneak up this bit inside the electric cable and then if you sneak one bit you can sneak two and three and four and a byte a whole byte and if you sneak one byte you can you can do all sorts of you can do two bytes one kilobyte one megabyte and you get the idea Obviously, it becomes the wild, wild west, right? We don't have a system, right? You can just add arbitrary bits. We need a standard. Like, what does that mean, these bits, when it arrives at the other end? How do the other machine kind of know where start, where the information starts, where the information ends? And we had all sorts of other problems too. Like, you know, voltage is not... It attenuates as it goes through a cable, so you lose power as a result. You put a bed as one and flips at the other end, and it creates chaos. So we needed some sort of a standard to fix these kind of bad things that can happen. But that's just one thing. A lot of smart people... Decide it's okay, you know what? There's just not one physical medium. We can transmit these bits 
into radio waves. That's how Wi-Fi and Bluetooth was invented, right? So if I can sneak in into radio wavelength, if I can sneak these bits into wavelength and a sum of a wavelength of a frequency, right? I get the same effect, right? And if I sneak in one bit, two bit, a byte, we get the same idea. So now we have the logical model of bits and bytes and symbols and the physical medium is changing. Beautiful. So I don't care what's in what's underneath me. It could be Ethernet electrical cable or it could be electrical current and uh, electricity or radio wave or recently we even managed to sneak in modulate information into light itself the fastest thing particle is a particle or a wave people don't know yet this is a very good question is a light particle or a wave i don't know i'm not a physicist but i think people are still figuring things out they managed to sneak in this information into the light thus the fiber optics cable so fast right the same idea it's like wavelength right i don't understand the logic behind this because again i'm not a physicist but that was the breakthrough here and now our job as engineers is okay that those physicists did their job say okay right i don't know if the physicists invented this concept of modulation putting information into light and radio wave and electric signal but let's assume they did it's our job as engineers now to make use of it say you can send bytes if i if i give you a file go ahead and send it through this fiber optic cable and it's gonna arrive the other end it's a wild wild west right you need a standard so what we just just described is what's called the layer one physical layer where we have a bunch of bits just a string of bits one zero one zero 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 one zero zero that could mean literally anything and we shove it into the physical medium and that takes care of the our computer takes care of transmitting the, the actual driver of the fiber card or the network card or the wi-fi adapter takes care of this trans transmission right but we really need other things on top to give us some sort of structure to what we send right so now i'm gonna actually jump all the way up to the final layer which is layer seven right now we understand we have layer one which is the physical layer where we have a bunch of bits understand this that's shoves into medium we don't really care and we transmit it that's that was the invention and then let's go all the way up to the application layer think of an application layer is what you interface with as a back-end engineer as a front-end engineer this is the http example one example popular example is the http protocol where you have you want to use the fetch command to send a get request to your beautiful web server so you know you have an ip address or you have 
probably have a domain, but let's say for simplicity, you have an IP address, you have a port, you're going to port 80, you're going to this IP address, and you have your own IP address, and you have your own port. And you have the content that you're sending. You're sending a git slash. That's your git request. Well, maybe you're sending some headers and stuff like that. All this stuff that you're sending, right? The actual content. Forget about the IP and the port for, for a minute. This is what you're sending. You, you as an application layer, is responsible of doing all that stuff, right? Preparing the payload, this string of data, the git request, the headers, all of this stuff. And then... You, you have a chunk of data okay now the next layer that comes into play is called the presentation layer and the session layer i'm going to summarize those two because they are literally i never seen an example where they are actually used right i'm going to give you the functions of what they do we usually do the job of the layer six in layer seven we just do the job in layer seven. That's why people don't like even the OSI model. They prefer the, the other model, TCP IP model. Because we, as engineers, that's another problem. We have another problem, guys, with engineers. We try to over abstract things and we try to create so many unneeded abstractions. Because we, we're, we're fascinated by theory, unfortunately. Well, the practical world is actually don't need all this junk, unfortunately. So the presentation layer actually one one application of the presentation layer is converts what you have as object that is your programming language into a serialized thing that you can transmit actually. Because an example is JavaScript, because a lot of people use JavaScript. JavaScript, you have this object, JSON object, but the JSON object itself is not literally transmissible. You cannot transmit a JSON object, and people will yell at me, "No, yes, Hussein, you can." Well, you can't because it's a it's an in memory representation. You can tr only transmit the JSON object when you actually trans fuse it you serialize it into what is called a json string only then you can actually transmit it this is a process called serialization you serialize and presentation layer is doing that thing but we do it in the layer seven because why 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 we need another layer to do that stuff also presentation layer also responsible for encrypting and decrypting and stuff so we get this JSON. If you let's say you're sending a JSON request and, and a get, right? I know people will yell at me, hey Hussein, you can't really send JSON and a get request. You can't send a body and a get request. Well, okay, let's take okay, let's make it a post then. Sheesh. Okay, let's make it a post. And then you're sending a body and there's a JSON object. Well, the JSON string, which will turn into a bin bunch of bytes. Okay, you, you you serialize it. Sometimes encryption and decryption, TLS falls into that layer as well. It's also debatable. The next layer is the session layer, which which maintains the session, right? Which is maintains the connection itself. Session five, nobody uses it anymore, as far as I know, it is pushed down 
to layer four. Layer four actually maintains this session, which is maintains the connection, because you all know layer four, spoiler alert, is the TCP. <laughs> One example is the TCP where it maintains a connection. It was actually a logical connection, right? So that's good. We jump into layer six. Now layer five, we have maintains the connection. Let's actually jump to the actual layer four, which is the most important layer. Layer four has many jobs, but let's assume we're using the TCP protocol for now, which is a, a reliable protocol, right? That has, allows us to transfer things in a reliable manner because we just talked about how physical medium doesn't really care about your feeling is going to tr try to transmit it but it might reach there it might not right these bits so now we have this payload that we received from layer seven and went through layer six right which is the presentation layer and this is the content this post request it goes and fall into layer four the first thing layer 4 does is deals with application ports. So you say, okay, what port are you going to? Right? We're going to port 80. So it adds header, okay, we're going to port 80. That's layer 4. And also, so okay, what port are you coming from? Well, you're coming from a random port that the application designed. And you might say, why? Well, okay, I understand. Who's saying, I understand we're going to port 80 because that's where the destination is. But why do I need a port? for my application that's for the action the server to know how to respond back to you because honey you're not the only one using this computer there are many processes that need communication with the other world they can't just use the same port right otherwise because you guys all you're using the same ip address right at the end of the day all these processes so all this request that the responses that come back from the server needs to be delivered to application and the port is the application think of it simply this way so the layer 4 adds this source port and the destination port and now this becomes a segment so layer 4 deals with segments sweet so this takes the segment and adds all sorts of junk to right sequence numbers stuff like that right like because it is like what's you need the three-way handshake to do the actual tcp but i'm not gonna have to go through it here which i talked about many times in this channel so you take that segment which has the port the destination port the source port and other stuff it headers it adds headers the segments the tcp layer with the layer four adds a bunch of headers so all of this is just bits at the end of the day including your content right which might have been compressed by the http protocol right or the presentation layer that's another thing the presentation layer does now all this segment goes in and then slides neatly into layer three and layer three is called the ip protocol so we have the transfer protocol layer four layer three is the ip protocol and as you guest layer 3 ip protocol deals with ip addresses so now you take that segment which has the port the source port the destination port and the content the post request and then you add a bunch of more headers you add the destination ip address you add the source ip address 
and other stuff as well. And you can see the, the all these layers. Now, each layer is like a Russian doll matruska, kind of a Russian doll, right, situation. Every layer adds other headers to maintain itself. So the IP protocol, the IP layer, adds this stuff. And then now we call it differently because we like to confuse people. Okay, We call it packet, IP packet. So... TCP segment and layer four, IP packet. Okay, so that when you when I tell you an IP packet, you think of oh, IP packet is just it doesn't know a port. It just knows the IP, the destination IP, and the source IP. It doesn't know a port. You can argue with me though, Hussein. We'll, we'll just do deep packet inspection and I'll just find out the port. Yeah, but no. This meme, right? Yes, but no. Well, and layer three, that's what you should be looking at if you want to follow this conceptual OSI model. At layer four, yeah, you look at, you find the port. Yeah. Now we have a beautiful packet. This packet goes down to layer two, which is, guess what? It's called the data link. And the data link, here's what I think about the data link. The data link was invented way before and i think we it's important but i think we had we, it's something we have to deal with now before the idea of ip addresses and all that stuff right the routing capability of ip addresses we only had computers and each network card in the computer had a unique address called the mac address the media access control access address it's a unique address you you can't fight two network cards with the same uni uh, mac address and we use that for communication so hey destination mac source mac content right and we call that a frame right so we had to deal with the same thing here the mac address and then the what what this that now the question becomes like what is the destination mac i don't know that hussein i only know the ip address because i as the application said that well the mac address is something that your operating system finds out right the stack the tcp ip stack finds out and basically when you're going outside your network it is mostly the mac address of the router the gateway right it's it's for mac addresses are used for internal communication only like for something that is tightly in ip addresses for external you're going outside right so now you take this beautiful ip packet that you have you find out what destination mac you can do okay how do i find the destination mac uh mac well it literally depends i have only the ip address if you're within the same subnet you do an arp an address resolution protocol you find the mac and then you insert it there if you're if the ip address is not in the same subnet you find your gateway and then you snake the mac address of the gateway there at the destination okay i'm oversimplifying it in, in the actual internet this is not how it works i'm talking about simple local area network now we have this ip packet falls into nicely into what you call a frame and 
it could fit in one or two or three frames who knows because your ip package might be huge you had a lot of stuff i don't know so it might have been broken up into multiple frames and each content will add the mac the source mac the destination mac and other stuff as well that tells you oh this is by the way an ethernet frame this is a, a wi-fi frame and and so on right again I'm, I'm not so versed at that layer but that's the idea here now back to the first thing that we talked about now we have just frames the frames will have obviously the outer things will have the mac address which is i believe it's a 16 byte i, I might be mistaken there and then another 16 bytes here so 32 bits and then you have the actual content which came from the ip packet which has the ip address and the source ip address and the destination and then it also the ip packet has the layer 4 content which is the source port and the destination port which also have the application content which has the actual post request your post request right so all of that stuff goes down all into a frame but the physical layer doesn't understand frames so you eventually take that frame and just string it into a bunch of bits one zero one zero 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 one zero that's it's bytes and bits at the end of the day right but you understand it and the destination machine understand what this bits one zero 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 means you shove this one zero 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 into the physical layer as we talked about if it's a wi-fi we send it through radio if it's a fiber optic we send it through light if it's ethernet we send it through electrical signal and then eventually we'll go through the medium and then it will reach the other physical machine it doesn't have to be a physical machine reach the machine and then the physical layer will transmit this information back from one zero 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 from electrical radio and light back to one zero 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 and now layer two is responsible to kind of assembling this okay one zero 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 oh stop this is one frame okay one zero zero oh there is another frame oh one zero 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 oh here's another frame and then you do the you do your same thing you start assembling an aggregating frame there is a bit called is aggregate in the frame that aggregates multiple frame into one jumbo frame and that just goes up to the stack now we're going down from down up from bottom up so we have frames oh frame what's this frame oh this frame is going to this mac address oh just the router now in this case let's say i received it. oh the frame is for me let's take a look is it really for me it's for me from layer two perspective it is destined for me as a router or as a gateway from layer two perspective let's let's take a look backs it up and we find that there is a beautiful ip destination ip huh the ip is not for me unfortunately most cases the router the destination ip address is never the router right when the router actually picks the frame it's never for it unless you're managing the router itself you're going to the router web interface right so the router will okay okay what what, what port though stop and pass so layer three layer three we found the ip addresses okay unpack more i need i need to find the ports here's the thing 
routers usually don't go that far, I believe, because they don't need to, right? Uh, they need to go to layer four to do NAT, network address translation, because you need to know the ports, right? So they go to layer four, find out the, uh, so they inspect and find the port. Where, which port are you going to? I need to because you're a private IP address. I can't let you go out to the wild, wild, scary, gruesome internet. I can't let you out there. It's a very scary world out there. So I need to NAT you. And so that's a table that the router keeps for, okay, this private IP, this random port is actually my public IP. And then it doesn't all magic. But usually routers don't go beyond that. It doesn't need to look at the application layer unless you have some sort of firewalls in place in the router, which most routers do. So they will do deep level inspection all the way to layer seven and then find, hey, why are you going to this particular domain? This is nasty. You don't go, right? And then obviously this goes all the way up to the application layer optionally if you want to, and then goes back down and reassemble the same story to send it to the outside world. And each machine can go up the stack each device, let's correct that, can go up the stack up until what it needs. Like a router goes up to layer three, technically layer four, if it needs to do natting. If it doesn't need to, then it goes up to layer three. A switch, for instance, doesn't need to go to layer three. It's not its job. A switch only looks at, at, at layer two. It needs only MAC addresses. Because it needs, okay, oh, this MAC address is it's actually this port. Go, poof. Oh, this MAC address, oh, you're not supposed to connect to this MAC address. Because this is another virtual network. Virtual network. You don't have to go there. Yeah. Sit down, sit down. You don't have to go there. And then access points, I believe the same thing, right? So once you understand what's happening, we can, every application that you build lives somewhere in this stack. Most us engineers, software engineers, we live in layer seven. That's what we live at. If you're building proxies or if you're using proxies, you might live in layer four and layer seven, right? That's why there says layer seven proxy. What does that mean? Layer seven reverse proxy, layer seven load balancer, layer four load balancer, layer three load balancers. What does that mean? It all layer three firewalls, all that stuff, right? It all really depends of where are you in this stack. Again, guys, this was a very brief discussion on the OSI model. Again, a lot of people don't like that particular model because it's over, you know, layer five and layer six are particularly useless. They are not useless. They're useless to talk to us, just complicate the story. We skip them most of the time when we discuss stuff. Again, I might be wrong. Uh, some people, I know s some proxies actually take advantage of the session layer, a specific session layer implementation like Linkerd. Uh, I believe they built something like that before. Uh, that they live in session, uh, the session layer, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what is that, but... But usually, presentation layer, we shift it to the application, layer seven, and session layer, which is layer five, we 
push it down to layer four because why right and there's people who are says okay tcb model is just four layers right i just like hey is this the application i don't and basically the rest of the stuff all right guys uh that is it for me today that's what i want to discuss make sure to subscribe for more content like that if you enjoy this content subscribe like this content check out the podcast if you look and say listen on the go now things are opening up that's great right if you're listening on the go check out the podcast definitely and i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye y'all